Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. It is September. Yes, it is. Dun, dun, dun. It's, I, I actually feel a tiny bit of fall in the air, too. It was 86 when I was coming up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, tiny bit of fall. Speaking of that, next week, oh, this week, uh, Thursday, I head up to Virginia for the uh, Toys for Tots wow. uh, conference. Already. So here we go. Stress city. But you know something? It's it, it, It's all relative. I mean, you know, like... Last week, we had this crazy hurricane coming oh, towards my us, gosh. and it, it tore up uh, the Bahamas very, very bad. I mean, I, I'm so grateful that it turned when it did, and we only got tropical winds and rain. Yeah, me but, too. man, I feel so bad for those people. Oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. Unbelievable. And to think that could have happened here. Yeah. Is I even, mean, it could have I mean, sat, sat in... Just horrific. I, I can't imagine. So, we, yeah, we definitely dodged a very large bullet. Yeah. Although I think they might have taken it. And there, there are a lot of people trying to help them now. I see signs everywhere for donations. Oh, well, uh, we brought, and, we brought um, a bunch of stuff. We went to Costco and bought a bunch of stuff and brought it over to Operation 300 and Stuart. And they're bringing it. To, and and I went back and I made sure I got six bags of dog food and six yes. bags of cat food. There's somebody rescuing cats too. There was. Did you see the woman that that, yes, that, that had took seventy five or no, something? No, dogs into her house. Wow, good for her. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do have a guest this evening. Uh, he was on a couple of weeks ago, and of course, like when we do have guests on, an hour isn't long enough. So I invited him back. The name of his book is Safe to Love Again, How to Release the Pain of Past Relationships and Create the Love You Deserve. Dr. Gary Salia, how are you, Gary? I'm doing well, Ray, and nice to meet you this time, Helen. <laughs> nice to meet you as well. I've been enjoying your book. Thank you. I'm glad to so hear why don't we why don't we bring the... Uh, our guests, our guests, our our audience, up to speed. Share a little bit about your book, a little bit of who you are, and and what it is that you focus on in the book, and um, then we can just have a conversation from there. Well, uh, let's see. Who am I? I am. I call myself <laughs> a transformational relationship mentor, which means. Uh, uh, you know, I grew up in a dysfunctional family, had two divorces, and I pledged that the rest of my life would be finding out why therapy didn't work for me. And I figured if they didn't crack the code, I will. Because I really, I mean, I got degrees, I did years of therapy, and I kept making the same selection errors, the same show-up errors. <laughs> you know, the, you know, I just, uh, it changed ways I thought, but not the way I operated. And in the book, I, I address all that. <clears throat> you know, what really allows people's brains to to create and pick love and to maintain love like the masters who last 40 and 50 years do. You know, what makes our brains, you know, able to create and maintain a wonderful lasting love? And I argue 
that there are these four feelings. We're usually given between zero and three. Uh, four feelings tell us when we're loved or not. And if we, and those feelings are welcomed with joy, like so glad you're here, you know, uh, worthy and nourished where you can reach out for your needs and you know it's okay to do so and you give and receive in balanced ways. You feel cherished and protected. It means you get to be a me, but in a we, not one or the other, not all we, not all me, but you, someone's got your back. You, you've got some, you know, a net underneath your life as you aspire to your dreams and then empowered with choice. You get to create your experience. You get to assert. And when you have all four of these feelings running in the, in the back of your brain, in the core of your brain, you know, not just thinking, but feeling welcome. I have a right to be worthy, and I have a right to be cherished, and I have a right to be empowered. Then we feel loved, and we automatically love, and are, we give love, and we are, get it back. That's kind of a two-minute spiel, and it's about how we feel in our guts, because we always, uh, if we feel unworthy at some level, we will pick people that will make us feel unworthy. If we feel disempowered, we will pick people. Or we'll find a way to show up that way and then complain about it. So it's, it's all about these four feelings and the rights they give us for a secure, lasting love. Well, you could obvi- very much be describing me. <laughs> I guess you could be describing everybody, I guess. You know what I mean? It's, I guess it's, it's, all, uh, it's all relative to, like you said, you know, we, we, pick, we pick who we are or we pick our comfort zone. And if we're uncomfortable with... That then, that's what we go for. Well, I, I, and the comfort zone was given to us usually early on. Sometimes in later relationships, but usually early on. Uh, right, and you know I something. Last time, Doc, mother. Yeah, last 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 time, last time, Doc, you were saying, you know, like uh, I asked you, when is all of this learned behavior? When does this learned behavior start? And you said as early as in the womb can be mm-hmm. you know and that, that's that's something yeah explain that a little bit oh okay so we all there's a science that we know the brain is online in that third trimester okay and we know that a baby is actually picking up on its on all the states inside the mother whether she feels safe all of her cortisol levels but this is what's really interesting uh, those those babies already recognize mom and dad's voice. They wow. can recognize even songs, even songs. It's like uh, the Great Attachment exit. Dan Siegel uh, did an experiment. This was his own kids. Yeah, I, I think he had three children, and he sang every night in the third trimester a song into his wife's belly. He would sing the same song, and he varied it with three kids. And then when they were older, two, three, and four, those kids did not know why they liked that particular song, but they did. Wow, <laughs> Isn't right? Isn't that something? Yeah. I've heard, about, so I've heard about playing music for children, you know, for, for unborn babies and singing to them and stuff. I never did that. It's almost like talking to plants. Yeah. <laughs> well, you kind of talk, yeah. you know, as, yeah. as, a, as a pregnant mom, I yeah. did talk to them. Oh, yeah, no, Absolutely. And, you know, I'm quite sure they knew me the minute they were born. Yeah, I can still remember Kenny's mom yelling, ouch, that hurt. (laughs) 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 
You know, and you know, imagine though what happens when they're hearing a couple fight all the time, and they're feeling right. those raising cortisol. It, you know, you can get you can get, or the mother is under duress, or she's she's got feelings of unwanted. Those babies are picking that up. So yeah. let me ask you a question: Is that how characteristically a child? becomes who they are like if if a mother is agitated all the time and the father is serene um the baby will choose one or the other right like kind of or, or like is that because because of the the stimulus that they're getting in the womb do they more so take after the mother at the beginning and then find their own way to who they are or is it just the whole total stimulus that they're getting they're getting stimulus from both. As a father's siren, but let's, you know, we'll just simply note that, you know, the baby is being subjected to all of the physiological things. They're hearing the rapid heartbeat of the mother. They're feeling the rapid cocaine, uh, not cocaine, but uh, cortisol, right, mm-hmm. and stuff. If the mother is doing drugs or anything, they'll get that, too. So we'll put more money on the mom because they're one big ecosystem. At that point. Yeah, we always right. put more money on the mom. <laughs> it's always mom's fault. No, but I, I do see but that because, yeah. Fault. I mean, um, we know that moms do, you can, you can track, you can, there's predictive ability for understanding how a baby's attachments, how their love style, these ways I'm talking about being wired for love, will be wired by the relationship between the mother and their, the father. If he is calming her and showing up and making her feel welcomed and worthy and cherished, then she calms down. You can look at his interaction with her, and based on what we know, how that's going to create cortisol. So, you know, it's not just the mom. If you've got a real jerk for a father who is not allowing her to show up as her most serene, calm, caring, attuned self, that's predictive. Uh, Mm. And in that instance... We'll look. We'll start looking over. Where hey, if you showed up, if you show up differently, she shows up differently. There, this is not about laying blame, but it is about just seeing all the ways our brains can get influenced. And it's not about blame, but uh, a lot of men could take responsibility here for oh, making very sure much that so. their their, yeah. their mother, the mother of their children, uh, are given the best you know states to show up as the loving mother they were born to be. So how do we how do we as parents show our children the you know the proper way not not maybe to love again but the proper way to love so that when they grow up they don't have to make the mistakes that that have already been made Okay Well the way I think the most thing is to realize uh and people who have been parents who have read the book, I didn't write it as a parent manual. I just have those sections where I talk about how the brain originally gets wired and how it shows mm-hmm. up as adults. Oh, every everybody that's been a parent says, oh, my God, this will make me a better parent. Or I wish I had read it back then. The big thing is is giving the your child, no matter what age, uh, it's never too late if they're 35 or 40 starting out, right? But... How, making them feel welcomed. Oh, there you are. There's a cute little Ellen. Oh, my God. So glad you're in the world. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah. Right? You know, and you know what? My mom, yeah. who is 90 years old, still does that. Right. She still oh, does that wonderful. with me. It it really is. 
And, you know, thinking about oh, yeah. it, my kids, my kids who are adults live with me. I don't think I'd do that with them. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time it's like, oh, gosh, what's yeah, the problem are. now? Right. So I, I'll yeah. have to rethink the way I'm, I'm reacting. That's interesting. So welcome with joy is, you know, when you, and it's for couples, it's waking up in the morning and looking over and saying, good morning, gorgeous. You know, comes home at night, you know, there's my handsome guy. <laughs> That's welcome yeah. with joy. Or, I am so glad to see you. And it's as uh, simple, and it's, it's, it, go ahead. And it's as simple as that, you know what I mean? And it's things that we don't even, we, we take for granted. You know, we pass by each other and go like, eh, and. All it takes is just that little bit of reassurance. Exactly. Or we're too busy on our cell phones. Right. Right. Social media. (laughs) You know, I I just want to share. I just want to share something real quick. You said something about cell phones. I was walking in Target last week, Mm -hmm. and I was going to get diapers. And um, I was looking down at my phone at what uh, my daughter was texting and I walked right over somebody who was kneeling down. Oh, and wow. I, almost, I almost fell over. And I was embarrassed because I wasn't even watching where I was walking. I was looking at my phone. And I, and I frown on people that do that, you know. And, and there I was, like, that idiot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're way too attached to them. Yeah, way too attached to our phones. Yes, and not as attached to each other. To each other, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. disassociated. Oh yeah, we've we've got we're, uh, we have, you know cell phone companies originally said, look how this is going to connect us, and now the evidence is very very clear. It's disconnecting us. Oh yeah, we're, uh, you, we uh-huh. we've got to get off our cell phones. Uh, there's a lot of twenty percent of millennials feel they have no friends other than Facebook friends. Right. right. And yeah. those aren't real friends. The attachment system, you know, with the interviews of evolution was, oh, it was noticing eye contact and getting a hug. It, when it looks at like, dislike, you know, or, you, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't register. It just mm-hmm. doesn't. And texting is not a full-fledged, I mean, attachment, like we're talking about, that allows us to feel bonded in love. It's a full-bodied experience. And just seeing a little white and black uh, pixels on your screen, that you know, that doesn't do that much. Yes, no. it can give us the oxytocin. There's some brain chemistry there, but it's missing a lot else. Yeah, I agree. It's not right. a not a very connected way to communicate. No, it's convenient. The way, I, the way I look at it, it's kind of like empty collars. I can't remember where it was, but back in the 80s, there was this dog food company that came out. Oh, this has got all these great vitamins. But what it came out to be, this, this, your dog could eat a whole bag and starve to death because it was empty calories. Right. right, right, yep. This is essentially what you know, cell phones are doing. They give us something that says, oh, you're going to get all these extra connectivity. But it's actually empty calories for, our, for the part of our brain that does love. Uh, you can starve to death and be and have a, a, a million friends. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah that, right. That's and, very and, true. Not, and not know how to interact with them outside of on your phone. Somebody asks you a question, no you got to run around the corner and text to them or Google and an answer. No wonder, no wonder we're addicted to texting because 
we're just we're not getting most of what we want. People eat little a, a lot when they're not getting calories, but if they're getting full and they're getting really their body's getting with that, they don't just. And I think that's why we've come so addicted to texting because we've got empty calories and our brain just tries to get that little bit of extra morsel, and it, it's not working for us. Right, and and don't you think that um, that has a lot to do with us? like shirking our responsibilities of love because it's so much easier. You know, even, even when you call on the phone and today's, today's youth or well, millennials, you'll call on the phone and it'll ring all the way through. And then you get a text. What do you, you know what I mean? It's, it's just (laughs) so, it's just so disconnected. How do you, how do you, how do we break that? I mean, I know it's, I know it, that's, that's, you know, I, I think if we could bottle that, we'd be millionaires, but, you know, the, the way that we are going today, um, learning how to love unconditionally and, and what it is that you share is tough because we have that fence in the way, that wall in the way. Yes. There's, there's been some studies say that. You know, there's more anxiety from some of the younger generations for which texting is, has become more rampant because right. they've been so locked onto a screen, they haven't learned to read uh, facial recognition, uh, tone of voice. So they have truly, their brains haven't learned to read attachment. And attachment is, you know, the signals we give off, you know, one look can say a thousand, but you, and when they do this texting, they're actually more anxious, and it's creating more anxiousness. We're going to have to find a way for people to relearn some common skills. Like, oh, mm. that landed. Let me retweet that just a second. Um, what happens with couples, I have to get them. Uh, people want to do these these things called arguments via text, and they try to resolve their issues. <laughs> and if you really want to throw nuclear plutonium on an argument, just do it by text. Oh, yes. Oh, you're yeah. so right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so right. Yeah. It's plutonium. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, and it, and it immediately... They, they have it for eternity, right? <laughs> and they yeah. can play yeah. over in their minds, and it's not good. You can't realize in that second... Oh, look at that little twitch in the eye. That didn't land, or the head goes back. You know, that didn't sound right. Let, let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. That didn't sound, you know, we don't do that. And attachment is really a moment by moment in the little moments. It's little moments, micro moments. In a few seconds, the brain is tracking things, and, it, and, it's, and it really isn't just the big picture things. I got roses. It's the little moments where we lose and or we gain love, and we've got to become the masters of those moments. If you can master the moment, the marriage isn't prob- isn't a problem. <laughs> right? No, exactly. All right, we're we're about ready to go to break. So um, we have Dr. Gary Salyer on the phone. He's safe to love again. He's the guest on the show. How to release the pain of past relationships and create the love you deserve. And then it says here, rewriting your brain to allow. Safe, secure, and long-lasting love to be yours for singles and for couples who have lost the passion. New hope of enduring love is here. Call 866-472-5792 with your questions or comments when Alan and I return on the Miracles and Recovery Radio Show.
Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. So, Doc, why don't you tell us how people can get in touch with you, how they can get your book, if you have any social media uh, mediums that they can get in touch with you. I think we became friends on Facebook after the last show, actually. Yeah, I think we did. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram. The best place, you know, the book is on Amazon. Safe to love again. And the best place to contact is go to my website, GarySalyer.com, S-A-L-Y-E-R. You know, you can contact me. There's a form for emails. And there's a free gift there. You can sign up for the, uh, the list and all that. And you get some bunch of cool two to three videos that, that go beyond the book. It's got some people like John Gray. But the best place is just go to the website that has a link to the book, has a place to contact me, all those good things like that. And... And I've got a Safe to Love Again Facebook page, a Dr. Gary Sawyer, and then there's LinkedIn. I mean, it's all those places that we have to show up these days. Cool. Now, on your on 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 the uh, promotion sheet that we got, um, mm-hmm. it says here that it says here these these are not learned traits; they are manifested from permissions or rights that our infant selves did or did not acquire in the first year of year, years of life based on what we internalized and perceived from the actions of our parents that's what we were talking about the last the last segment but then you have here that there are six rights share a little bit about what those rights are and and, and how we can if for lack of a better word give ourselves the permission to feel them again. 
Okay. So in the first two months, based on whether a baby is truly welcomed into the world, they get a right to exist. And that right to exist means it's, it's okay to be here, to be in your body. And, and rather than floating in your head or being, you know, people without a right to exist tend to be very intellectual or very spiritual, right? Uh, and you can't truly be in your body when you can't be in your body. Your mirror neurons for doing empathy and understanding don't properly work. So it's a huge right. Then, then, then after that, from age, you know, from around starting about the third month to the sixth month, second to somewhere around there, we, it, based on how well and attentive we are being fed and we, our needs are being met and we're being attuned to and attended to, then we get a right to feel worthy to have our needs met. So it feels good to reach out and to receive. So, and that's important because when people don't feel worthy, they tend to, to pick, uh, they tend to give and give and give, and they don't receive, or they choose takers later on in life. Then once, from you know, the baby starts being a toddler, it starts separating and gets mobility. Then they realize they're a self, and they know they're kind of young and vulnerable. So they get a, the next right is a right to separate and belong. So it's safe being a me. Someone's looking over me. I feel cherished and protected. But I also, uh, you know, and so I get to be part of a we. A me and a we in a balanced way. Not all we, not all me. If a mother or father goes, oh, no, 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 go over there. Don't go over there. That's too much we. Or, oh, no, no, go over there and just play by yourself. Well, just play by yourself. My God, I've been breastfeeding forever. You know, that's, that's too much me. Or, you know, I got things to do out in the car. Let mommy take care of me. That's too much uh, then after that, the second year of life, it's all about the right to create your own experience and the right to assert. This comes in as a feeling of empowered with choice. Where a baby learns, I'm, I can be strong and weak, good and bad, uh, kind and, and uh, mean, all oh, full human. I have a right to create an interior experience to be good with the all of me, all mm-hmm. of human experience. But then also to express what I want and to create from by asking for what I want. We get the terrible twos, but it's about having voice and choice and be able to have your wins in life. That is, and then the sixth right is the right to love and be loved. When the brain adds up those six, five rights and those four feelings of welcomed, worthy, cherished, and empowered, uh, in the year, third year, it gets a full sense of I can love and be loved right back. And there also comes in a little bit of a sexual element because, you know, there's hugging and bodily-based stuff. And later on, it's more body-based. You know, it's, it's okay to be good with my own sexuality. Like, we don't punish a baby for touching themselves or whatever. But then later on, when all the hormones that comes in, it's for adults. This is the one difference childhood and uh, adult detachment. It's a right to be fully loved and sexual at the same time. So you get passion and partnership. When someone says, why can't the good ones and the hot ones be in the same package, you know they don't have a full right to love and be loved. So those are the six rights. And if if some of them are missing or didn't get formulated correctly, then you're going to... You know, I was looking at your your love styles. You know, obviously mm-hmm. the best one would be to be stable and secure. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. but then you also have avoidance and anxious. Exactly. So if if, if all of these needs weren't met properly or or enough, that's going to feed into what your your love style actually is. Yes. Up until the now, we've you know attachment science said, well, there's secure, and there's and then and then there's the anxious, and then there's the avoidant. And it was kind of like if you're anxious or avoidant, you might as well just put the word screws over your head, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I wrote the book so there was a path home. So if someone's, so my big question was, what goes into the molecule, so to speak, of secure attachment? Because if some, and if you know what's in the original, then you know if something's missing, you simply add it, right? Right. Uh, so if, when someone isn't given a full right to, maybe have their needs met or to create their experience or they have more right to separate than to belong or more right to belong with. So they either get anxious or avoidant. They get fight or flight. And right. the key to restoring a, a secure lifestyle is to realize, oh, you know, you're not screwed. If we can just give you a little more feeling of maybe worthy or empowered or cherished and the right to feel like it's okay to be in a we. Or it's, or it's okay to reach out for your needs, you're good to go. Most people's system, when they get that missing feeling and those missing rights, they calm down and they start picking people differently and choosing differently. I just had several conversations today with clients where they said, you know, it's just so interesting. Now that I'm feeling like I have more of a right to exist and to feel worthy, I'm just picking people differently. Of course you do. Your brain knows it's got a right to someone better now. So, so you can, right. yeah, you can actually change this. It's not embedded in your in your psyche forever. And what you, and also no, what you're saying is is you can tell what's missing when you're having a conversation with somebody who you're counseling. You can tell which what is off. These each of these missing rights shows up with pretty across the boards, the same patterns. There's adult patterns. Huh. Oh, that's so interesting. One. I can listen to somebody for 15 minutes and pretty much tell what happened with the early one, about 75% of the times. Usually I like to listen a little longer. But yes, if someone says, you know, wow. I don't know what it is, but I'm always resentful. Oh, my God. All I ever do is giving, 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 giving. He never, never seems to get it. He never needs that. Right there. Or somebody says, you know, every time I get in a relationship, I'm so afraid of getting in them. I get lost in the relationship. I start thinking, oh, my God, she's going to leave me. And then I think I had better give everything, and I, start, and I become a comedian, and I don't know what happens to me. That's a missing mm-hmm. right to have your experience. Create your own experience. You can just, if you know the patterns, and I discuss them in the book, you can, you know, each of these feelings and these early rights create predictable patterns. So, they're, you know, the, the pattern and the rights are all the same thing, different sides, the same um, coin, so to speak. But the, but the individuals aren't aware of what the right is that they're missing. Because if, no, if they, yeah, yeah. So, so it must be tough to... I'm getting from people reading the book is, oh my God, no one ever explained it to me like this. I didn't know I had a right to have my needs met. Of course you didn't. You know, right. I gave you that right. 
Yeah. I, I just never thought about it one way or the other, you know, having needs met. Because you were too no. busy t- meeting everybody else's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just, it never yeah. even occurred to me. I was too busy. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's right. fascinating it's science. Shoe leather. Exactly. You, we don't know them. And for some people, this is like, like life-changing. And well, missing rights are like old shoe leather. You know, I don't know you, but, you know, I've got this old pair of uh, shoes, you know, that I love wearing because they just fit my my feet so well. I mean, they're doggy, you know. Uh, you wouldn't want to wear them on stage, but I can't even <laughs> feel them on my feet. That's the problem with the missing right. We They're so familiar, we don't even know that there could be better. Right. And that's why we keep walking into the same for lack of a better word, trap with relationships that we uh, forge. I mean, it doesn't exactly. it doesn't even have to be it doesn't even have to be male and female sexual love type things. It's the it's the people that we surround ourselves with as well. Oh, these always show up across the board. I, I talk about yeah. that in the book. Uh, you show me someone has a missing right to have a needs met, and say they're an entrepreneur. Okay. They were simply not charged their value. They'll be giving freebies out all day long because they can't receive. Or Mm -hmm. if they're in a corporate job, they will, I don't know, I just can't really ask for a raise. And, you know, I mean, there's always some way it shows up. These feelings show up across the board. Uh, I call it love is the operating system. Show me a missing right in love, and I'll show you an experience somewhere else in their life. Hmm. That is so fascinating. You know, I've read I read another book about attachment styles, and I think they had four. But um, yeah, they have disorganized. But disorganized tend to go into clinical. And I had one sentence where I said I was writing this for people of normal middle class craziness, and right. <laughs> which is most people. Yeah, <laughs> most people. And I and I deliberately left out disorganized. That's more clinical and. And to be honest with you, um, you know, it's not the normal. I wanted this for the normal, run-of-the-mill person who's out there. And that could be an entire book by itself. And it was already 239 pages. I, uh, that would be a book that would be a separate book, to be honest with you. So, Are, are you writing any more books now? Are you writing any more uh, books I am, now? Uh, uh, the sequel is going to be Safe, uh, safe to Stay in Love. Oh, okay, oh, cool. That's good. That's what I think a lot of people fall in love, but don't stay there. What's that? I said a lot of people fall in love, but don't stay there. Yeah, if, if these are the books, if these are the feelings that allow you to feel love, what stops them? It's the question of that book. Hmm. What stops us from giving those feelings? Couples fall out of love because they usually they're missing two or more of those feelings. Show me a couple that's missing one of those feelings. And yeah, they may, they know they got a few things to work on, but they feel decent about the two. And then someone's thinking, what's the number of my best friend's therapist? And three or four, you're in a, you're in a toxic relationship. And if you're out there mm-hmm. listening, just on a scale, you know, scale of one to ten, want to know how your relationship's going? How welcomed with joy do you feel? One to ten, how worthy and nourished. One to ten, how cherished and protected. One to ten, how empowered with choice. And if more than one of those is under seven, 
you you're wondering whether at some level what's going on in this relationship and at three or four you're probably thinking do I even want to be here but, and that's so what stops those feelings is important because that's what I do with my couples I, I listen in and find out where what got between the four feelings that make us all feel loved mm. And as lo- I guess as long as people are willing to be honest with themselves with those levels, um, that sets you or gives you a better chance at r- helping them repair what it is that they've – not even repair. I mean, get them get, – it's not repair because it was broken to begin with. You know what I mean? You, you get to get them to a level of where they can um, – express their rights. Yeah. And occasionally someone will say, oh, I feel charged. But then you listen in a little bit longer and you go, you know, gosh, I mean, but sometimes I really do. You know, I don't feel like he protects me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to it, whether they're honest or not, or they're even aware of it. If you understand the patterns, you can listen in and then you ask, does that feel really cherished? Right. Uh, yeah. And all couples sign up for the exact flavor of misery. Misery that they're with with their partner. We have rights for a certain experience. And if we don't have a right, say to, say we were given more right to uh, separate than to belong, it just wasn't safe belonging, then we'll pick someone who gives us that, that doesn't invite us into a we. Meanwhile, the person that had that will say, I didn't feel worthy, or I didn't feel empowered. And They'll find someone. We're always having the experience we have the rights for. We choose partners based on that. And a good example would be one couple. She grew up uh, in an alcoholic family, very abusive, and so it's... And in our alcoholic family, you want to be a part of that we? No, you want to be separate because that's where sanity is. And so she always wanted to belong. Now, when she uh, marries, after two divorces, she... She gets engaged, and this guy has been in uh, a marriage for 26 years. He's been out a couple years, and his missing right was no right to create his own experience or to assert. He never feels empowered with choice. What does that look like? In 26 years, he never initiated sex. That's pretty disempowered hmm. oh. for a guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's pretty disempowered. So, one, one Christmas... Uh, the ex-wife and the daughters say, no, 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 we don't want her around. We don't want her for Christmas. And he has no right to speak up. He has no right to feel empowered. So he says, okay, let's make everybody happy. And and he tells his, his fiance, well, you know, we won't be spending Christmas together. I'll be with, you know, my daughter, and we'll celebrate the next day. Well, what's this hit in her? Her missing a right to belong. All right. Now, when she gets really angry, she just comes after him, right? And what does this give him? All the hisness and right to feel disempowered, you know, to feel empowered. Now they're at a downward circle. His missing right to feel empowered. He can't choose her. When he can't choose her, she doesn't belong. When she doesn't belong, she really disempowers the crap out of him. Okay? <laughs> now, if we give him a right to certain, a right to, to feel empowered, he can say to his beloved, to his family, hey, this is my beloved. She's going to be here. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. And when she feels included, she feels cherished and protected. And when she feels cherished and protected, 
she begins to empower him. What's that look like? He loses his job and within a month she found him one. And he was the head of IT someplace. Okay? Right. Because uh, she was a very powerful woman in her own right. Now they spiral up. They had what I call dueling missing rights. <laughs> and they picked each other because they, she didn't have a full right to belong. He didn't have a full right. And they found a way to either pick a partner or prod a partner into their missing feeling. Once we give both, you know, we do some deep work and their brains feel really comfortable, feeling empowered and safe, feel empowered and safe, feeling cherished, and we give them a little different skill set, they become a different couple, they go getting married, and they're living a great life together in their third marriage. So it's, uh, kind of, it's almost like, it's, it's almost pointing it out to them then. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's an awful lot to soak in. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to a commercial and allow okay. the audience to... Suck that in a little bit. We are speaking with Dr. Gary Salyer. He's the author of the book, Safe to Love Again, How to Release the Pain of Past Relationships and Create the Love You Deserve. If you have any questions or comments, dial 866-472-5792 when Ellen and I return on the Miracles in Recovery radio show. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today, with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We got the power to change the world. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. You know, it's funny. Sometimes we have guests on that speaks so much common sense that flies right over our 
our heads. You know, like um, it, it the, just that last segment when you're talking about the gentleman and his girlfriend at Christmas time, and um, like I said when we went to break, I said he just blew the top of my head off because they were playing off each other's insecurities and and what needs weren't being met, and it was fueling the fire of failure. And fortunately enough, they found someone like you that can assist with what it is that they were going through or weren't really expressing the feeling of, and and you've helped them along the way. And, and I'm sure you get you must get gratitude from the people who are, you know, falling away from each other. And just by conversational tone, you share with them what their needs are that they're not they're not experiencing, and and they they get on with life and become a happy couple again. Or maybe for not the first time. time. Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're successful with every single one, but it must make you feel good for the ones that you have been able to help and a few years down the road they call you and say it's working <laughs> oh it is i mean uh i was speaking a couple of years ago in a city and i had worked with a couple uh, uh that had that lives in that city and, and he sees them coming and he says hey why don't we all go out for dinner afterwards shoot why not right so he comes they hear his wife come hear me speak and we grab something to eat and it was so wonderful when she goes, you know, it's been a year and a half, and it's 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 sticking, it's staying. We have we know we're going to be married till we're eighty five. I mean, there's something absolutely wonderful and beautiful about that. Uh, oh, there totally and, is. Yes. Oh yeah, you know, uh, and there's something, and I I love getting you know uh, the fray, you know, to you know, with one couple I know that you know there was this whole thing where. Uh, you know, he had been prone to having affairs. And he, and he loved her, but there was some part he really couldn't quite explain it. Well, and, and the funny thing was, is she had no right to feel cherished. She had to, you know, like, really leave home because things were so unsafe. So being a part of a we was not safe. She found someone that would not give her a really good week because it was mm-hmm. never safe as a child. It's, it, it was some parts that I'll pick a partner who will be all, all about themselves because that way I won't be asked to be part of a week that was never safe. Meanwhile, for him, we found out that his mother was very, very selfish and would never really meet his needs. And his strategy at two and three was if I can reach out to enough women then I can get my needs met. But I can't get my needs met with just one. With that template, you could predict a man that would need to get his needs met by a variety of women. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a when, template for disaster. Yeah. And when, and when he realized that, he says, you mean all this stuff is because I learned I had... I go, yeah, you never learned it was safe to meet all of your needs with one woman. That was not your template. Your brain is going back to the same template as when you were two, but it's not working in your, in your 30s. It's not. It's not going to work in your marriage. I no, said, so we got to upgrade that old survival patterning 
so that you can be saved having your needs met with her. And for her, having her needs met uh, and being part of a we. Well, once we got those out, when she could feel cherished and he can feel worthy and empowered, radically, it's like all of a sudden he's protecting her. All the, you know, and where he hadn't before, and she's feeling comfortable. I mean, it changed everything. But it's safety programming. Every missing right was no, no brain wakes up in the morning and says, Oh, I'm going to take off a right today just to screw with my master. It doesn't mean <laughs> at one point in time it wasn't safe being awake or it wasn't safe speaking up. And if we can tie, give you back the, fa- the flavor, you know, the feeling and make it safe, that's the key. What flavor of safety? The couple, if we do that inside with a little skills, you know, love flows. That's it. Love, love. That's crazy. But you have to have people that are open to hearing that, don't you? Yeah. Uh, And the people that that come to me are usually, and the couples at least, are people that have been to three or four or five therapists, and it's near the the, uh, divorce, and they've usually been recommended by other people. Uh, They love each other. You know, but they love each other, but they don't love the relationship is what it comes down to. And as well, they shouldn't. But if you can restore this, this is, you know, lasting has a lot of really great benefits. Your children do better. Your health does better. You live longer, about 15 years. Your kids do better in school. They do better in relationships. If we can build lasting and our brains really want lasting, it feels better. We get to be witnesses for each other. And that's a good thing. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm totally blown away. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it it makes so much sense, but like not knowing um, the values or the um, the needs that that I'm not I'm not uh, having met. It just like what you're saying makes so much sense, but like where ha- where am I? in the spectrum of what it is that you're speaking of, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. it makes you think, it makes you think like, am I still in, in, in everything? I mean, we, we, we're talking, you know, about love, but in, in all that we do in all aspects of our life, these six principles or four principles, um, hold true in every value. Because if, you know, with, with alcohol, with, with, with drugs, with relationships, with interactions, with everything, if we are broken individuals or, or not full individuals, um, it's going to reflect in all we do. That's true. And unless there's something really very, very clinical, for most people, we're not broken. We just have some missing rights. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I didn't I mean can, broken. I just used that word. Yeah, yeah. Like I can still remember one. I was talking to one woman who was working with a couple, <laughs> and this is because this is why I talk about normal middle class crazies. There's we tend the therapy tends to pathologize too much, uh, versus realizing that it's just a matter of adding resources instead of looking for what's broken. At one point, I was telling her in terms of dealing with a. Uh, an affair that, you know, I said, well, the reason you're having all these these memories that they keep coming up several months out is we know from research that, and it's true that, you know, it's a form, a form of PTSD. 
Now, mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. looks and she goes, I am not an Iraqi war victim. And I realize, yeah. there is, yeah, that, see, she yeah. knows she's not broken and she doesn't want, I go, no, oh no, and I reframe, I go, oh no, PTSD is just past trouble seeking a do-over. There you she go. Goes, okay, I can buy that. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's a little better when you say, well, you got PTSD, people go, oh my God, I'm screwed. But you say, mm-hmm. I got, you know, <laughs> there's some part of you past trouble seeking a do-over. Oh, well, yeah, I, mean, I could, oh good, now what are the inner resources you need to be able to create that experience where you can triumph over that? Oh, well, a little more welcome with joy, or a little more uh, cherished and protected. Oh, that was what, but with that, you can, you know, this feels, this all heals up. Oh, it's doable. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's about creating hope um, instead of hopelessness. Because we, right. we have a, a right. generation that's really, you know, hopelessness is pretty much parked next door most of the time. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, you're you exactly are right. right. And, and and of course, again, we are we are running out of time. We have about two minutes left. So before before we leave, why don't you let people know how they can get your book, how they can get in touch with you, um, if they're intrigued in what it is that you're saying, how they can reach out and um, maybe ask you to help them find their needs. Cool. Uh, book is on Amazon, Safe to Love Again. It's the only one. Uh, if you go to my website, Gary Sire, you can contact me. The email is drgary at garysire.com. If you really want to get more clear on this, there's you can contact me, and we can set up a time to talk where, and I do offer a $97, like, I call it a love map session. It's an hour, and I listen in, and I listen in for what the missing rights really are, any other things, and then we decide whether or not it's appropriate to work with me. There's always that available on the website. There's the book on Amazon. And, you know, if there's anything that I can leave anybody here that's listening is there is an epidemic of, worth, of un, unworthy and uh, undeserving out there. And all of these rights you were born with, you were born to feel worthy. You were born to feel empowered, cherished, and welcomed. And you are worthy to have a love that lasts, a really great love, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And so, and if you do want to need to reach out to me, I'm there at my website. Awesome. Well, Thank it's, you. it was great. It was great to have you back on again. And now I'm like, I want my missing rights back. <laughs> me know? too. I want to find out what they I'm are. I'm sitting here going, I want my missing rights. Uh, something's missing. I want them. <laughs> I Doctor, like it. it was good. Go get them. It, it was it was great it was great to have you on. We only have a minute left, so it was great to have you on. Hang on, uh, and with that, Ellen, with miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Stay blessed, everyone, and thanks for listening to the show. Reach out, reach out, and grab this book, Safe to Love Again, and find your missing rights. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Stay blessed. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.